I'm selling and I'm not buying. So, you know, do you have interest in it? And, you know, you look at the numbers and it was just like, well, okay, what's the note? And a lot of times you look at the note and they'll just take what's on the note. Like, we just want to cash out. We just want to be done. Welcome to the Michigan Real Estate Investor Network podcast, hashtag the network. This is episode five, brought to you by Rockwood Mortgage. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Jeff Schiff here with a, uh, we're here with the Michigan Real Estate Investors Network with another great podcast, the network podcast. We're here with three great guests today, Blair right across, Dan, and Paul Lane. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but we're here today. Uh, they're going to give us some great nuggets today. We're going to get some great knowledge, so make sure you listen close. Even take some notes. Um, why don't we do our two-minute uh, elevator pitch and introduce yourself, Blair? All right. Hi, everyone. My name is Blair Clark. Um, I am currently involved in wholesaling and rental. Um, I'm also a full-time stay-at-home mom, and so I just try to make everything happen with my children running around in the background, literally clinging to the bottom of my pants leg. And um, so right now I am focusing on trying to increase my uh, rental property portfolio um, and then also hook in some wholesale deals at the same time. That's great. That's great. Dan, how about you? I, uh, I am a licensed real estate broker. Uh, I have my law degree, but I'm not a practicing attorney uh, that kind of segues nicely into um, the brokerage. I have uh, two agents that work for me. And then I also do uh, commercial, retail, uh, residential rentals, uh, as well as you know some flips and renovations. I don't do any wholesaling. I know that's kind of popular <laughs> in the group, uh, but uh, I'll, maybe I'll buy some of the stuff that you're wholesaling. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that, that's kind of I stick. Uh, I Erica kind of pitch me as being the northern area expert and I, I do I kind of tend to say this way okay um, and let all you sharks go take it up here where you're alone <laughs> yeah uh, great great Nate how about you um yeah I just I'm looking mainly at buying a whole investment I, I do do a lot of flips just right now I know I have any going on um but my whole focus even with flips is to get more rentals um, I was actually just talking to him. I, I do have a couple storefronts that I don't know anything about, so I was asking for some advice. But um, yeah, pretty much buy anything that makes money, and my intent is to hold everything. Um, but I put stuff to get more money to buy more. No, there you That's go. Okay. Well, I know that we've talked before, and you're looking more to go into a lot of the um, multifamily. Now, yeah, right. Yeah, I'm looking to move into large, like medium-sized multifamily, you know, like anywhere from 20 up to 100 units ideally start with. Okay. okay. No, that's great. That's great. Now, Dan, do you, do you have any that you hold right now? Are you doing any holding? Um, oh, no. No, no not right just, now? Uh, I actually just sold in the past couple months, what was it? Uh, <clears throat> I had a, a commercial actually right down here in Romeo, and uh, I did a flip also right here in Romeo. Um, but not right now, I mean, I'm working on a commercial in Elmont, but it's a total gut job, complete renovation from the ground up. And I guess, and I'll hold that. I'll, I won't. I'm, I have no intention of flipping that at all. Okay, that's going to be your property to hold and, and, and lease out and all that, baby. That's going to be your baby. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard to let them go sometimes. Isn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 that's brutal. And now, Blair, you, uh, I know that you gave her a lot of great content on the, the group's Facebook page. And you're doing, you're looking, I'm seeing the other day something about your goal by the end of the year was to have, by the end of next year was to have 20 rental properties. Yeah, so uh, because I started real estate investing at literally the same time that we started our family, um, everything has been a little bit more slow going for me. So in the last three years, I actually only have four projects under my belt uh, because it's just in the in-between of everything else that we do. But now that the kids are getting a little bit older, and the oldest one will be going into preschool next year. Um, I'm actually going to have a lot more time on my hands. So 
um, trying to launch into this more full time. So my goal is, um, it's just this like kitschy, catchy thing, and I like those kinds of things, like alliteration and, and cutesy stuff. So I made a goal for myself. And I call it my 2020 goal. So I want to have 20 units by the end of the year 2020. So that's my goal right now. So not necessarily 20 properties, but I want to have 20 units. Yeah, yeah, it could be anything, a small apartments or anything like that, 20 dollars, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so I live in Mount Clemens, and I'm really familiar with that area, so that's where my rental property is right now, is in Mount Clemens, which is a pretty high rental area, um, so I'm looking at that, and I'm looking at, um, uh, not necessarily the building, but, so a lot of the properties in Mount Clemens, which I know people are pretty familiar with that area, they were these huge, massive homes, single-family homes at one point in time, and I don't know, maybe in like the 50s or 60s, they just started to compartmentalize them. There's a lot of two, three, four unit homes that you can purchase, and they're relatively, um, you know, reasonably priced. So there's a property that I'm looking at that's a four unit that's just kind of like down the street and across the way from me, um, and then there's a, a two unit that I'm looking at as well. And then there's also a property in Warren that I'm looking at right now, just a single-family home. Um, so the city of Warren is a place where I've got my eye on it too because yeah. there, there's a lot of rental properties south of 10 Mile. Um, and I just know those areas pretty, pretty well. Uh, you know, so my dad's from East Point and so I spend a lot of time there. So Warren's right next door. Yeah. So I know Warren really well. I live in Mount Clemens. So I'm just trying to like focus on, you know, where it is that I know um, and, and places with that like, you know, have like a high rental. So. No, and that's actually a, a great strategy to take. <laughs> okay, Blair, back to what we were talking about. You're talking about investing in the areas yeah. that you really like, and you're from Mount Clemens, mm -hmm. you live there. You know you're real familiar with Warren, so you're looking down there yep. for the great rental areas. Yeah. Myself, that's I like that area. We got some down there right now that I'm I'm flipping, though. I'm not renting. Mm -hmm. Just getting rid of them. Warren's a great area. Great returns. Yeah, yep. yep that's, really what I, that's what I've noticed about it, too. Um, so yeah, so you know, like I've said on other podcasts, I'm not originally from the Metro Detroit area, so I just got to keep it, you know, within my wheelhouse of what I actually do know, you know, since I don't have like the scope of the whole entire area. Mm -hmm. And that'll all come with time. You know, yeah. you look at a lot of them, you start out in small and, and then you start looking at opportunities and you go wider and wider wherever they shall bring you. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Now, Dan, you said that you do commercial and you had a commercial property here right in Romeo. Yep. Oh, right across the go, street. Oh, really? Right across <laughs> the street. Okay, that makes yeah. it real convenient. True. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know what? Dive into a little bit of the commercial because a lot of people don't know much about the commercial aspect, you know, yeah. what it's all about. Yeah. Well, I think that the commercial aspect up this way is probably a lot different than some of the commercial that you're going to find down south. Yeah. A little. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, that's, that's you know, even uh, a Hall Road or... or uh, um, Birmingham, Bloomfield, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, you're talking, you know, Jonah, they're everywhere, right? Yeah. Uh, that's, that's huge. I mean, those are massive developments out this way though. In my experience, the commercial is really pretty similar to what you would do in a residential situation. Uh, the, the property here, for instance, across the street, um, it was off market, uh, and, like I said, I was was telling tall Nate. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I know a lot a lot of people around here. Yeah. Uh, my my grandpa grew up here. My dad, me, you know, and, and so you hear things. A small town, and and there's a lot of opportunity to be had. You know, um, especially right now around here, there's a a lot of people who are getting older that have owned these places for 30 some years and it's changing hands a lot. So that was sort of a situation where <clears throat> it was off market. And, uh, one of my mentors who lives, you know, been around Romeo for 40 plus years, he called me, said, Hey, you know, I would buy this myself, but I'm moving. He's 75 years old. Oh. Uh, he's <laughs> like, you know, I'm, I'm selling, I'm not buying. So, you know, do you have interest in it? And, you know, you look at the numbers and it was just like, well, okay, what's the note? And a lot of times you look at the note and they'll just take what's on the note. Like, we just want to cash out. We just want to be done. Yeah. And, uh, so bought it, probably put 10 into it, filled it up with good leases and essentially flipped it what, two years later for 
a, a nice return. Nice. Nice. Yeah, okay. yeah. Nice. Nice. yeah, yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, to speak to the commercial aspect, I mean, out this way, you're going to get, you're, you're not going to get, you know, huge nursing homes or, you know, giant developments or box retail, anything like that. You're going to get mom and pop's coffee shop. You're yeah. going to get, yeah. you know, penny candy things like that but it works it works if you buy it right it works and you know if you can be a little bit um stick your neck out a little bit i was again telling nate before we started here the the building in elmont there i had to get a little bit creative with it elmont is far from a booming bustling economy (laughs) uh vacant everywhere um but i kind of looked at it and was like look if i can get it for this my budget is this to fix it. I can make this work if they'll let me get some more passive income that I know will be easy, meaning residential rental. Okay. So I went through the process of getting a variance granted through the ZBA. And this was all in my purchase agreement contingent, you know, that this had to happen. And they, you'd be shocked. I mean, they were like, you're going to, you're going to buy it. You're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna fix it. You're gonna fix it. Yeah. How can we help? How can we help? So they literally gave me a variance to put a um, up to a three bedroom apartment on the the main floor. Of, really? Yep. The back wow. the back thirteen hundred square feet of the main floor. So now I have a a or will have a beautiful. I made it a two because it just fit better. A beautiful two-bedroom, 1,200 square foot on the bottom, and a two-bedroom, 1,200 square foot on the top that I'm I'm 100% confident is going to give me a passive income of around 2,200 a month. Oh, that's fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. And and for what I'm going to have into it, what I think it'll be worth after, um, again, I have no intention of selling it, but if I did, very confident I could make a return on that. Plus, I have all that passive income. It gives me wiggle room for what I wanted in the front um, commercial spot. Because, I mean, I told you kind of joking around, but it is yeah. true. That one tugs at my heartstrings. I went to Elmont, uh, you know, go back and coach there now. And, and, oh, okay. and so so I knew it wasn't going to be the best investment I ever made. But I think I'm going to make it work. And I think it's actually going to work out pretty well. So because of that passive income that I was allowed, which it's a pretty long process. I mean, it took me several months to go through, you know, the things that they wanted me to submit and plans and, you know, ZBA and then the board. Uh, You know, I I got a great tenant who signed a three-year commercial lease in the front. Oh, wow. Nice. And and then, then, so so now I'm I'm probably flowing close to 3,000 by the time I get the apartments rented out. and, and I get my 1,200 square foot upper uh, commercial unit for, for free, basically. Oh, and, so and you I, have an upper on even the commercial? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. wow. I have yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah. And that'll be my own personal brokerage. Oh, there you go. So yeah. you're going to get so free I, space, basically. Well, yeah. And, it's a, and, 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 and he has, you know, Nate, he, he has a corner in, in, uh, in Richmond. I, I bought the corner in Elmont. It's a 4,600 square foot corner. There's 50,000 cars a day that drive by there. Oh, wow. So that's worth something. Yes. That yeah, is worth something. worth something. Yeah. But see, that's that awesome. goes back to you had to think outside the box. That's what yes. I think a lot of people get stuck is not thinking. Mm-hmm. You looked at it instead of saying, oh, what am I going to do with this? You looked at it and said, oh, I can do this. Right. And yeah. you really made it happen. Yes. And look, uh, I know you know, Blair is a little bit newer and I I don't know everybody else around here. I got into doing this when I was probably uh, 24. I'm going to be 32 in June. And, um, it, I mean, it is scary. I get it. Like I get it. It (laughs) it is hard. It is hard to get to that point where you walk into somewhere that is torched and you're just (laughs) like, Nope, no way. Like this is, you can't save it. You cannot make money on it. Let me tell you, this is the first one that I've ever looked at and I got like sick to my stomach and I was like, I really don't know if I can do this. Um, but it's having the good relationships with your contractors, with your subs, with, and then they kind of talk you down. <laughs> and, and honestly, now that it's cleaned up and now that there's, you know, you can kind of see it coming together. It, I'm good. I'm comfortable. I'm cool. I'm, 
I'm yeah, you're relaxed. I'm I was like, okay, I, I said, yeah, I, yeah. I, I said to my wife last night after this, I, I don't know that anything would scare me. You know, you and, and so it's it's good to be able to. But you got to work your way up. I get it. it it's it, five years ago, I would have walked in and I would turn around and walked right back out. Yeah, but now you're making it happen. Right. Yeah, that's good. And Nate, when you did a lot of these, you know, like you've got some multi-families and yeah. stuff like that, and a lot of residentials. And you were doing some flips and that a while back. You were doing some of that stuff when you were going in and seeing it, like he's saying. You gotta. It comes with time and experience. You walk in, and, and most new investors, and that's actually how you get a deal, really, in this game. Is yep. Most people walk in and they go, "Oh no, yeah. I am <laughs> not touching this." Mm-hmm. And then you know, we walk in, it's like, "Oh yeah, I can make money here. This is good. Let's do this." Yeah. And, and I'm sure you've run into a lot of that, like when you're picking up some of your stuff that need to be flipped. Yeah, and I, I still look for flipped. I like I said, sold my last one in January a few months ago, but um, yeah, like. Um, a bunch of investors I know, if they walk into a foundation issue, they walk right back out the door. I love that. I have people call me for those all the time. I say 10 of my last flips, six of them need foundation work. Two, four of them are major. We jacked up the houses, did all kinds oh. of stuff. Um, the house I live in, my personal residence, I bought it for $10,000. It burned down. I bought it burned down. Really? Um, yeah, the kitchen lit on fire, so I had to do all kinds of stuff. That's the house I live in. I mean, it's... It's like a, you know, it's in St. Clair Shores. I bought a $10,000 house in St. Clair Shores, rehabbed it for like 40, 45, you know, might be worth 120, 130. Yeah, yeah. great return. But yeah, that's, great. I just live there. So, I mean, you know, yeah. great. But same thing. I, uh, I actually, the day I showed up, there were six other investors there. Four of them just left. Two of them stayed. Supposedly one offered, but. I'm guessing they didn't because I got it for ten thousand yeah. dollars. So, they offered they were trying to get it for a thousand or yeah. something. Yeah. But so I I love that kind of stuff. Like I said, um and foundation work, if you give a good contractor is nothing. Yep. I mean yeah. it's expensive, but you're yep. you're putting that into your price. So those houses, you know, I was getting for I think one of them I got for maybe forty grand. Um it was like a hundred and ten thousand dollar house. It, actually that foundation work wasn't even bad. It was ten thousand dollars foundation work. It just looked bad. You know, you see cinder blocks yeah. um yeah. Yeah, but it it wasn't that bad. You know, it was one wall. They trenched it out. They pushed it out. They dropped in a couple beams and uh, sold it for, I think, $110,000. And we did some other rehab. But, yeah, that doesn't scare me at all. I'm I'm not the guy down there pushing it out, but it's really not that big a deal. Most people think the house is going to fall over. Yeah, well, that's the fear that comes. And that and the fire damage, everybody, they don't know. Who to call? Yeah, that was my That's only thing. Yeah. Who you get? Who do you call? Who's going to deal with it? Yeah. Who's going to be the contractor? Yeah. It takes a it lot really of time to get to that point yeah. where you, where you oh, have yeah. those people. I yeah. mean, I can walk in a place now and see something. I'm like, boom. I know who I'm calling. Yeah, you know the one you're calling. Yeah. Absolutely. That's yeah. where you got to Blair, that's where, I mean, you both have to get to that. Yeah. I walk yeah. in Those to see goals. foundation issues. I do still get willy like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can I handle that? It's hard, but we'll get there, won't we, Blair? Yeah, the, when we first were looking at rental properties, um, we were we were really in love with a duplex, actually, in downtown Mount Clemens, and um, our inspector, and he was just the inspector. I don't know if he was a contractor or if he had the you know wherewithal to give the quote, but he just threw the number of $100,000 in repairs to my husband, who was like, no, absolutely not, because we were going to... We weren't even going to pay a hundred thousand dollars for the property. So, so if that was, you know, if that was the case, then that wouldn't have been worth it either. But that was just one of the things that he said. He's just like, that is not within like our capacity at this moment to be tackling um, foundational damaged property. You know, you got to go with something with good bones because we were just starting out. Like he and I both have education degrees. He teaches high school. I used to teach elementary school. So when we first got into this, it was just like, what do we know? You know what I mean? Like we, I mean, we own a house, we live in one, but then that's really all that we knew about real estate when we got started. But, um, yeah, it's, it's cool to get to new levels. So there's, there's a phrase I've heard like new levels, new devils, you know what I mean? Like different things you've got to conquer at different levels. Um, so like, you know, things are scary when you first jump in, but the, um, it loses its, uh, it loses its bite. It loses its edge for sure. And so I'm so much more comfortable with things now. Like, you know, the goal that I've set for myself. Um, so Erica, uh, has posted and referenced, um, smart goals and I'm not smart enough to remember the acronym, but I know that, you know, it's like strategic goals that are aligned with like where you at right now enough so that it's a, a challenge 
but not something that, you know, it's so difficult to tackle. Like you yourself don't even believe that you can achieve it. So like, you know, a year, maybe, maybe just a year ago, uh, declaring that I wanted to own 20 units in like a year and a half ish, I'd have been like, I, I, I don't even believe that I can't even like, you know, write that down on a piece of paper. But when I decided that that was going to be, um, something I'm going to set my sights on, it was that thing of just like, yeah, this is going to be a challenge. This is going to be a fun, this is going to be fun. I'm going to enjoy pursuing this, but I'm at a point now where I believe that I can achieve it, which is uh, very much, um, what's, what's his name? Napoleon Hill, uh, think and grow rich. So very much that like, you know what I mean? If you believe it, then you can achieve it, but it's gotta be within the zone of like belief before you even go out there and tackle it. So that's definitely like in my, my, zone of belief. So like now the, the part of the goal that I really got to like the key that I got to figure out is, uh, how do, how do I acquire the private money financing? Um, because I don't want to go with bank financing mostly because I, I just know I'm not going to get bank loans on 20 units. Like that's just not going to happen. I don't even have like necessarily the income on paper yet. You know what I mean? Since I'm a stay at home mom and I've just got a little bit of business under my belt. Um, and so it's not even like, how do you acquire private financing? I know how you go out there and you ask for it, but it's more like the who. So I guess it's not the how, but the who, like yeah. who's going to come into, who's going to come into my little sphere and be that person that helps me to make it happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm not even like a afraid or um, in doubt that that's going to happen. It's just like, a, you know, who's it going to be? When's it going to line up? And it's all going to fall into place. But that, that will come because yeah. you will eventually, you'll find that, and it's about, like you said, it's in your sphere and it's somebody you can trust mm-hmm. because you got to be able to trust who you're working with. Yeah. And, and all that, that's all part of what they call the team and all that. You know, we all talk about that in everything. When you get that, when you get that person you can count on and trust, it just makes it so much easier. Like you're saying, you know who to call, you know who to call. They're all part of the team mm-hmm. and, and that's all part of it's building it. Okay. Pick up the phone. Hey, you know, look, I got this great opportunity. You want to fund it? Yeah. And once you get to there, you know, and once you get to that point, they're like, yeah, okay, I got you. You know, shoot me over the information. Boom. Yeah, it looks great. I know mm-hmm. you can do a good job. Boom. Mm-hmm. You got it. Yeah. Yep. So I just need to figure out how to put all that together myself. Like, how do I even structure it onto a piece of paper to present it to somebody? So that's, that's what I need to work on myself is like, how do I even, how do I even form the proposal? You yeah. Know? Well, and that's where you can lean on other people in the group too. Mm-hmm. It. And we've got David Sobel, so we can, yeah. You, know, you got an attorney there too in the group. It's like, okay, yeah. How do you structure this right? You know, it'll, it'll really work out. And, mm-hmm. and now you're an attorney too. Now you said not an attorney, but I do have a lot of degree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's big rules against me putting that out there. I'm not. You're not an attorney. JD, JD, degree. just yeah. the degree. Okay, okay, I get that. Um, and you're talking about goals and that, yeah. which is great. And I think you're the one talking about the wall, putting up. Yeah, yeah. put stuff on my wall. All my goals yeah. are on my wall. All Nate's the magic wall. Yeah, yeah. Nate's yep. magic wall. Nate's That's magic wall. Dumb, yeah. Yeah. Not my nickname, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Magic wall, Nate. <laughs> but um, it really does work when you think about yeah. it. It really makes it where you see it every day. You visualize it. And I mean, mm-hmm. you know, put stuff on your people. You know, some people laugh, but it works. You know, you put down your bathroom mirror. When you get up in the morning, I, I've got stuff on my it. bathroom mirror. Yeah, Absolutely. for sure. You see it. It's right there. You, you keep it in your car because we're in our cars a lot. So you keep it in your car. Yeah. You know, do you do that too? Like, you know, the real word for it was a vision board or vision wall, whatever yeah. you want to call it. I wouldn't say I, uh, I per se put, put anything up that I'm going to look at and, and see every day. <clears throat> um, you know, I, I just sort of, when it comes to, I wouldn't even say it's things like this, but uh, since that's what we're here for, I'll say that, uh, you know, you, I, I really still believe that, <laughs> um, you know, uh, call it America, call it whatever, but it is still the land of opportunity. I mean, Almost you can, definitely. you can literally, anybody can do it. You got it. Yeah. There are some people who, who got dealt a better hand, you know? And, and I'll be the first to admit, like, I had all of the resources available to me to jump in and do this, but I did it. Yeah. You know, I, I went to law school. Yeah. I went and got my broker's degree. I started the LLCs. I didn't have any, I didn't hire somebody to do those things for me. I went and I did those things. So, you know, Blair, I think is a great example. I mean, 
you had every you have every reason in the world to be like, nah, you know, this is too hard. We're both teachers. We don't make enough money or I'm going to stay at home with the kids so that I don't have enough time. But you're doing it. You're making it happen. You just have to get that mindset that is like, I'm not going to blame somebody else because, you know, A didn't happen. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to get up off my butt and do it. Yeah. And that's, well, when you look at Blair's some of her videos, I love them. Thanks. You know, they're like, uh-oh, the family's home. Yeah. I got to lock myself yeah. in the room. Yeah. So oh, I did. Me. I had to run and shut the door. I hide from my children a lot. Um, I do. I do. I had to, my last video, I had to go outside and it was cold and windy because everybody in the house was sleeping. And there's, it's not, it's not like I live in a tiny home. We've got 1500 square foot and then a full basement. But literally during nap time, if I'm anywhere in my home and I speak out loud, somebody wakes up. It's just, it doesn't matter. Oh, and that's people will happening. call me, people will call <laughs> me on the phone and I will just like push my phone away. I will call you back later. I'm not talking to you during nap time. It's nap yeah, time, nap you know? Time, yeah. So I do get that's but that's, that's my work time also is nap time to get things done. But, um, yeah, Dan, talking about that mindset for sure, like it's actually very liberating when you don't blame other people. So there's like two camps that you can be in. You can be in the, um, you know, camp where you just say, you know, like, why is this happening to me? I don't understand. Or you can be in the camp where you just kind of are like reflective and you say, well, why is this happening? You know, and you can actually look at the situation. Um, but when you decide that it isn't any anybody else's um power what it is that you can do so like if you blame your situation or you blame the establishment or you blame uh the government or you know the man always bringing you down or something like that you know what I mean? reasons, well, even yeah. even from like the female perspective you look at like you know you're in competition with men it's just like well that only exists if that's actually your perspective because your perspective your perception is your reality um, but when you, when you put things on your own self, which actually requires responsibility, accountability, um, you know, holding yourself to a certain level, then you actually put the power in your court, you know? Yeah. So when you say things in my life won't change unless the government changes or my father changes or my spouse changes or, or this establishment, then you actually are saying like, I have to wait until this person changes and I'm relying on them before my situation changes. But when you just put it on you, um, all you're waiting on is yourself to go out there and, and make it happen. But I think a lot of people, whether they're like intentional about it or they're even aware of it, they shy away from taking that perspective because of the accountability factor, sure. you know? So just being with somebody who, who works, works with children and I work with teens right now, um, accountability is dead like it's a dead practice within our culture and society you know what i mean and and just facebook the oversharing of of what's going on in your life on social media you can just really see that so many people just aren't taking accountability for their situation and it's not that it's just annoying because it's totally annoying but it's also just really unfortunate because it's as it's as though people don't have the awareness that like they have the power and control over their own they life. They control their life. They yeah. really do. They're it's just, it's sad a little bit. I mean, that, uh, was that thing? Jaco Milicek, I think is his name. I can't remember. Um, Jaco, he just put out that book, you know, Extreme <laughs> oh, no. Ownership. Okay. That's a great book. Just about what you're saying is mm-hmm. do not rely on nobody. If something goes wrong, it's not Jimmy's fault. It's not Kelly's fault. Oh, it's your fault. Yeah. What did you do that made that situation come in that didn't work out right? Mm-hmm. And it's all about taking, you know, taking ownership. And that's really a big key to this. Yeah. And with you, it, it's a big thing. You know, here, you know, you're a stay-at-home mom. You're still working it. You're getting out there and making it happen. Yeah. You know, you've got a whole bunch of irons going out there by signs, but I know Nate does. You got a whole bunch going out there right now. Yeah. And, you know, if you don't make it happen, nobody's going to make it happen. Yeah. Nobody's going to give it to you. Yeah, and you're not handed anything. No. <laughs> no. no. Yeah. You got to always be looking for everything. That's why I'm always trying to meet people. And I, and I do, like, I understand, like, single, like, smaller residents and stuff. Like I said, I, I asked him a bunch of questions about commercial stuff. I've never done commercial. But at the same time, that building was a great deal. Didn't scare me. I knew it would work. It still works with the stupid vacancies. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, so I bought it great, yeah. but so I wasn't scared of that either. But yeah, you just I, I still like reach out to people, ask all kinds of questions, try to figure out everything I can. Um, but yeah, I you try to do as much as you can, basically. Um, 
Yeah, absolutely. Otherwise, you're not getting anything. <laughs> no, no, no. And you're not going to get ahead because it is, you know, to Blair's point, this country still can make it where you can get out there and do anything you want. You see it every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, I see so many people coming in and they're they're hustling and they're making it. And that's all that we have to do is just hustle and make it. And, and that's part of the great part about this group is is what we're doing is we're all working together. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you brought in somebody, Shelby. I got to yep. give a shout out to him because... Great guy. Had great conversation with him yesterday on the phone. Fantastic guy. Can't wait to do some business with him. You know, I think that's going to be a great thing going into the future. And that's all part of it, you know, the networking and, and the relationship mm-hmm. building. That's just, you know, phenomenal. And that's part of this group. That's part of why we're all really here. That's probably, you know, part of the main reason really it was formed is to help people. Yeah, that's one of the things that I just really appreciate about this group and being a member of it is um, a comment that I had made um, I can't remember who in the group I was talking to about it, but I was talking about like how, so when I was a teacher, I was just used to having colleagues all around me and we always had collaboration and, you know, it was even like forced on you, whether you wanted it or not, there were staff meetings and collaboration teams and, you know, a team over the math curriculum, a team over the reading curriculum. And like, the point is, is I was just always in the mix with other people who were in a team making it happen. And then you decide that you're going to be an entrepreneur and it's just you making it happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, if, yeah. if you're not like out there networking yourself and it can get, it can get lonely. And like, especially, you know, for those, for, for people who like, you know, if, if their spouse isn't in it or they don't have a spouse or a significant other or anything like that. Um, like thankfully, like, you know, thankfully like my husband and I were, were pretty like on the level with everything. Um, but even that, it's just like, even that just wasn't enough. It's like, I really needed, I really needed like a network of people to do exactly what it is that we're doing here. Um, so it's, it's so just true. fantastic. Yeah, you can just yeah. bounce, bounce things off of people who will respond positively mm-hmm. and uh, give you something rather than just, you know, I don't know, having like a scarcity mindset, yeah. you know, I got to keep all the knowledge to myself or, just having, you know, like just having nobody out there to, to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Camaraderie. Mm-hmm. camaraderie. Yeah. Good word. Camaraderie. Is your, uh, Dan, is, that, is your wife into this or? or? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, maybe you shouldn't ask that. I will. So, so my wife, um, she was similar to Blair. Uh, she, she was an RN uh, and, you know, decided to, stay home with the kids uh she is supportive of it um she she you know i don't think that she would ever really want me to 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 dive into it like like full on on? we have three young kids we just had a daughter three weeks ago so now we have you know like three that are four and under and and um and that truth Truthfully, that is the most important to me is to, to be a dad and be at yeah, home and that's be a family. One that's number yeah, one. So, um, you know, could I go crazy with this and, and blow it up and be everywhere and anywhere? Yeah, I, yeah. I could. Um, I don't think I know that's not something I would want to do right now. And, and, you know, that isn't certainly something that she would be too thrilled about, no, no, not but, but, um, but no, she's great. I mean, she, she is very supportive and she actually, you know, she, she really does a good job keeping me grounded. Uh, cause it's like, you know, MLS, look at this, look at this. Oh, this is a no, is a no brainer. And, and, um, and she'll be like, really? Like you have this, this, and this going on. You have, giant dumpsters out in front of this place and you have like yeah, yeah. you know people lifting floors in this one and she's like do we do you really yeah, i'm yeah. like okay okay, yeah, she's, okay she's reeling yeah. that in yeah she's yeah like, Come on back right here. right Come on right back. yeah yeah um so yeah. but but she she does i mean she does take an interest in it and she's actually a fantastic fantastic designer just kind of comes naturally to oh, her that really helps. yeah yeah, yeah that um, really helps. and so you know she gives really good input on uh on you know all kinds of things that that uh we do with finishing touches and stuff so no that works because you gotta yeah. have somebody i mean we it's seem not me. to <laughs> no, no, and you know what we seem to though when you get into this business it almost gets super intense don't it i mean yeah. it, it almost consumes your life 
when you, you really can. start getting into this, yeah. I mean, my wife just took a vacation, went down to Florida. She goes, you know, I'm going to go relax a little bit because that's all I talk about. Did she take this, the like, vacation you know? without you? Oh, yes. Okay. Her and her girlfriend took off down to Florida. She wanted a yeah. real vacation. Because I'm going to look at real estate. Yeah. Down yeah. Down yeah. 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 Wanted. Yeah. yeah. And, and they do. They get consumed. I'm like, oh, check this out. I know. She's like, really? You know, I got to walk back in there and listen to you it's again. A sickness. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah. Really I try is. to. I try to be mindful to minimize how much I'm talking about it. And like the moment my husband gets home, don't jump on him with like the coolest thing that was going through my head today because it's not the coolest thing to him. He just wants to come home because he just taught teenagers all day long. Yeah. Like just give him a minute. But yeah. So I try to let him ask me about my day first before I'm just like. Ah. You know, but it, yeah, it's, you get really excited you about get it. Excited. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. It's a great addiction. Yep. Great addiction. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but um, no, um, you know, we'd, we'd hit on some good points today. And you with the commercial, Nate, I know he's got some commercial. Blair, she's starting out. I'm doing different stuff. And, and in this, some of the nuggets that we're trying to give to people was some of the mindset. And yeah. somebody also like, you know, we really haven't, you know, besides Nate, really, we haven't talked a whole lot about the commercial aspects. So that was great sure. hearing some of that because it is viable. Yeah. You know, there's all sorts. I mean, I, I haven't bought one in Detroit. I thought, oh, man, am I going to get stuck with this? You know, I'm like, oh, please sell, please sell. Yeah. And I sold it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, God, let me get rid of this thing. Yeah. You know, I was sorry I bought it, but then I made money, so I wasn't sorry. You know, one of those kind of things It's like, okay, you got rid of it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you never know. It's it's out there. You can, you know, you just got to look at a little bit of everything and find your niche. Now, you've kind of found your niche. You kind of like that stuff. That was, that was, uh, that was my niche. I mean, it, it, I, I was, uh, you know, one of the things Erica kind of mentioned to me was, you know, well, they might ask you about what books and stuff you read or podcasts. And I mean, that answer is zero. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, after going to law school, you don't want to read anymore. Um, I was extremely, extremely fortunate that my cousin um, kind of, he, he did some of the stuff when he was, you know, younger. And then uh, he kept it, he kept an active broker's license. So uh, then I was able to go under him. And I didn't need to go under the bigger brokers oh, or, yeah. or whatever and have to listen to that. Yeah. Um, I'll try to keep my feelings on that to myself, <laughs> but, uh, you know, so, uh, I don't even know, you know, maybe people listening to this don't know this, but if you do, if you have a law degree or you have an MBA or, uh, if you're an investor flipper, whatever you actually can just by having that you accrue, uh, they, I guess they just call it, you know, working education that you can just wave towards your broker's degree or yeah. degree broker's license um so i just took that next step and did it you know this has been something that my dad has always done and so you're kind of talking about you know the matrix the path how do you get there what's your you know what are you going to do and the way that i ended up here was just you know the best piece of advice i ever got was from my dad and he was like you know when you're going to do this stay on your path and what he meant by that was not only stay on your path for the type of investments that you're going to do but make sure that they're on your path. Is it on your way home from work? Is it on your way to work? Is it on your way to your in-laws house? Is it on your way to places you go? Yeah. Because that's easy. You don't have to, if there's a, you know, uh, a door that comes off the hinge or a bifold that breaks or something, when you're starting out, just go do it. You yeah. know, that, and, yeah. and those little things add up. It's like, you know, that's a $50 house call for Mr. Handyman. And then you don't know what he's really doing because maybe it only yeah. needs a new screw and he's going and buying a whole new door, you know? Yeah. Um, and so that is kind of, I still kind of do that. Honestly, I'll go out a little bit, but then the other biggest piece of advice that, that got me started and I don't necessarily do that now, but you know, my cousin, he is, I'll call him prolific investor in Flint and, and, I mean, he has made some serious money in Flint and, uh, it, it, it was one of those things for him where he was like, you know, I'm starting out, I'm at a minimum of a 20% cap rate. 
you're not going to get that too much going no, you too gotta, far south. No, you so you turn your there. car around and you go north. Yeah. So the very first investment that I ever did and scared out of my mind, but followed the path. I, uh, I bought a five, five unit, uh, apartment in Columbiaville, Michigan. Yeah. Where's Columbia? Yeah, yeah, right? Columbia, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Up there. yeah it's up there. It's yeah. up there. Uh, but it <laughs> had a 25% cap rate. Oh, wow. And so it was a no, it was like, yeah, I'm scared. And this is my first investment, but how, there's, how it's impossible. Yeah. It's impossible. I mean, seriously, the thing could fall down and I'm good. It's, it's okay. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> And so from there, you know, it's, and then, then you build it up and it's, it's it, Port, Port Huron is another great area. Yeah. Um, Mount Clemens is fantastic. Like you were saying, Warren is fantastic. St. Clair Shores is pretty good. Richmond you're getting into is good. Uh, and, and, you know, so it's like, this is, this is just kind of, this is where my path took me. This is where my path is going to stay. And it works and, yeah, and now works I don't, I, yeah, yeah. And I don't need 20% now, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm at the point where it's, it's kind of building up a little more equity to sell it in the long term or something yeah. like that, or taking risks on these places that are falling down and things like that, um, that nobody else wants. Because let me tell you, if, if you go into a place, uh, down in St. Clair shores and, and five people show up and it's falling down and they walk out, if I go into a place like that up here, there's no other people. Yeah. <laughs> there's <alone>. none. <laughs> and I'm bidding against myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, it, it can be, but it works because it's it on works. my path. Yeah, it's on your path. Yeah, yeah. That, that's very true. That, that's a great point, too. A lot of us, I know we, you know, myself personally, you dabble here, dabble there, dabble there, figure out what you do like. Mm -hmm. Then once you figure it out, it's like, okay, let me run with this yeah. now. You know, and, and it's different. You you've taken a lot of different paths, Nate. And now now you're really liking the buy and holds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean that's why I started was just to have a lot of buy and holds. I got into flipping just to buy buy and holds, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, basically, I just jumped in. I mean, I I le learned as much as I could, but at some point, you got to like do stuff. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know? So yeah. Uh, otherwise, you're just sitting there reading books forever. And I still read all day. I podcast i i actually i love reading i love learning stuff so I, I listen to podcasts like all day anytime i get free time but yeah you just got to jump into stuff like my first house i i could have came up with 500 reasons not to buy it i mean i could have said oh i i don't have the full 25 grand to buy this house i, I that was an easy reason to walk away from i figured it out i put it under contract then i figured it out you know my first flip same thing it was a thirty-eight thousand dollar house I have a hundred reasons. I, I didn't have anything lined up for that. I put it on a contract. I I had a two week close on it, and in two weeks, I found thirty eight thousand dollars with another twenty five to rehab it. Um, yeah, none so of that just was jumped in. Just jumped jumped right in. in. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do this, or I'm either going to sink. Let me get out there and yeah. get at it. Man. Yeah, I mean, I did yeah. it smartly. I, mean, I had inspection clauses and whatever. Sure, Worst sure. case, even if I went past it, I, it was a thousand dollar AMD. Uh -huh. yeah. Ton of money to me at the time. I worked at a car wash. It was a lot of money. It was probably almost everything I had saved up. Um, yeah. And you were like 19, right? I first uh, flip, I would have been 20. 19, I bought my first house. Yeah. yeah. So when I was 19, I had five grand. But at when I, on my flip, I think I spent the five grand in my rental and, and whatever. But uh, yeah, so I just, you, once you're educated, just I just jumped in. I, I Like I said, I could just I could still be sitting here today and never bought anything if I walked yeah, away. Yeah. Yeah, well, a lot, of, a lot of people do that, unfortunately. They, yeah. they'll, they'll look over it and they'll analyze it and then they get afraid. Then they're like, oh, that ain't enough. Like I said, now you can get down there. And I understand when you're first starting out, you don't want to do a skinny deal where it's like 10% cap rate or something. You're a little scared. You, you try to do it a little bit better. You're doing your first flip. Oh. You know, there's only twenty grand in there. <laughs> you know, then you can't you get caught pickier, up. You yeah. better be picky yeah, when you're first sure. starting out. But then, when you get a little bit more seasoned, yeah, you can. You know, then it's not really even winging it at that time. You actually know more. Your knowledge base is yeah. so much bigger. You can. Oh yeah, I can do that for that. Yeah. That guy can't, but I know I got the guy that can. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess yeah. I, I might have worded that. Basically, like if your numbers are right on paper, just go for it. Just yeah, try it out. Yeah, yeah try. It. You know, you, yeah. worst case you'll. Even if you lose five grand, five thousand dollar education, next one you'll do. You're, you're not. Yeah. I mean, I guarantee you, his costs a lot more. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that education costs a lot more than five grand. I mean, yeah. sometimes yeah. if you lose a little money, it's like, 
Okay, get up and re-go. You're not yeah. going yeah. to die. Yeah. You're going to be fine. That is the yeah. positive of, of yeah. having an education degree that I'm not using is I know how much that cost me. And I also know how much that made me, which was nothing, um, which is why I decided to pursue <laughs> other things. Um, so, yeah, you if you've got an education, you paid for it, you paid for it, you went to university, like... You know what I mean? So losing $5,000 in something or putting up $5,000 to do something, it just doesn't seem that scary, um, you know? So, but uh, Nate, if I, if I can ask you a question, um, I actually want to hear more about your, uh, your, your big, your big scheme. So aren't you tackling like an apartment complex right now or that's your goal? Yeah. Well, my goal is to have, have I want to get like a 50 unit apartment building mm -hmm. uh, my wall. I think I buy 2020, um, to have at least one 50 unit of building. Uh, I have, I'll have 22 rental units by the 23rd. I close on a duplex. I have 22 okay. right now. Um, but that is like, I mean like a 50 unit complex, like one property, 50 doors is yeah. what I'm trying to buy. Ideally this year would be great or, you know, but, um, in the meantime, I buy anything that works. Mm -hmm. Um, but do you have anything like in, in the mix for your, your big unit? Like uh, anybody yeah, you're talking to? Yeah. Well, I'm working on a bunch of stuff. Um, it, it's, it's tougher than you think. The same thing. It's all, it's all relationship based. Um, so I'm trying to, everyone I know knows me as doing residential and four. I have, yeah. I, have I mean, I have a four unit in Port Huron. That's not, mo that's not commercial. That's nothing. The only thing I have, I have a six unit. I, I put together actually a pretty big deal in Detroit of redevelopment. Um, but and that was actually a very large deal, but the, I'm looking to do one that's occupied and just, mm -hmm. you know, um, go from there. And that's what I'm trying to get into. So I can scale it. I, I want a thousand doors. So I can't do that doing my four units duplexes. Yeah. I got like no. six duplexes. Yeah. Well, um, and you can't and probably one of the, the more difficult issues too, with trying to get a 50 unit is finding it. There's, yeah, there's just, you know, there's yeah. just not yeah. that there's many. Yeah. Yeah. Finding something that yeah. someone yeah. wants so to let go. I, yeah. I, I actually put together um, a list. I, I got some help from somebody and I, I sourced the whole list. I think I got 47 apartment buildings on it. And, uh, Kind of close to where I live, and mm -hmm. but yeah, the majority of them are eight units. There's there might be two forty units. Yeah, that's it. That's mm -hmm. the, there might be a seventy unit, and probably can't get that because the guy's probably gonna keep it. But yeah, the list is basically ten to thirty unit buildings, which I'm fine with. That's great. I'll yeah. do ten of those. That that works. I just um yeah. So I got to keep making that list bigger, and I'm gonna start direct mailing. I actually started that. Um, but mostly I'm just trying to build relationships in multifamily, uh, versus all the relationships I have now are great, but I'm trying to get more people who, that's all they do is mm -hmm. That's true. Well, so that's a whole different set. Yeah. Actually. It is. Yeah. And the tough part yeah. is once you do, you can't prove to someone you can buy one until you buy one. You know? So you're not going <laughs> to yeah. give me one until I have one. So I, I have a, a question for you to follow up from that too. And, um, maybe, maybe advice to follow it. Uh, what would be your plan to manage 500 doors, 50, yeah. 50 doors? Um, yeah. So, oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I would get a third party management company. Um, I've actually talked to a couple that manage part buildings around here. That's the toughest part. Um, mm -hmm. and I've went over this with a couple of mentors of mine, but, um, the weird part is in Metro Detroit, we're not like an apartment community. I've, I've actually, I, I flew to Texas um, for a little like conference. Just, you know, um, everyone there was apartment investors. Sure. Down there, they have 100,000 apartment units in 10 sure. square miles or something stupid. Sure. So their infrastructure is wow. crazy. Here, there's not many management companies that do that. So yep. initially, I would hire it. Um, but eventually, I might get my own, but not me managing it. Just kind of holding my own broker's license. I, I am um, a licensed agent now. That's kind of a newer thing. Okay. Um, but I do want to push that into a broker's license so I am able to manage my own stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. So. so so, something interesting, uh, again, this, is, this was from my cousin. Um, he ended up, I don't know what he ended up with in Flint, uh, a lot. We'll, we'll say, we'll say two, three hundred. He formed his own company. Yeah. He had the, the company that he was, uh, the company that he was working with, he sat down and he did the math and he's like, okay, I'm paying them 10% here. Uh, uh, they get three rooms at this place. Like, however they had it worked out. Yeah. And he's like, 
how much of that's getting over to the guy that's actually doing the work. Yeah. So he called the guy and I think he was like, you know, I'll give you 40 grand a year. I'll start my own yeah. company and you just do my stuff. And that guy couldn't have accepted it fast enough. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it was like, you never got to, then you almost never have to be there. You get a guy you trust and form your own company and, and you do it that way. And, uh, you know, I, it sounds like you were kind of on that path anyways, but yeah, you know, I, I, I just want to hit a certain amount of units before I do that. Yeah, so, sure. Um, oh, yeah. It's got to. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. I, that actually is the way I'll go. And like I said, mm-hmm. it, it would be my own company, but I I don't like property management. I hate it. No. I, yeah. It, so, but right. I have people who do it. Yep. That's that's my goal because yeah. there's like I said, there's not many that are. It's a totally different scale and different yep. sophistication. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I, I eventually want my own. Sure. Plus, then you 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 know everything. You're not no one's yes. hiding anything from you. Correct. Yeah, Which I, not that anyone's trying to, but I mean, if your management company something weird goes on, I'm sure they try to put it in the best light, and you don't actually know mm-hmm. that. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah, that that's mm-hmm. the problem with most management companies. Yeah. And I hate to say it, but I'm going to say it. Most most of them are a little on the shady side, and most of them are not dependable, especially. Here in Michigan, I hate to say it, you hear a lot of bad stuff about them here. Yeah. You know, you go down in some of them other states, like you're saying, Texas, and that is so big. And and I think they got to be a little bit more reliable and stuff yeah. like that, or they're just going to get weeded out real quick. I think you just got to look at it like you would if you were in any other industry. I mean, if you were, uh, if, you, if your trade was uh, concrete, yeah. you want to be the one doing it. Like you yeah. want to be the guy, yeah, I'm pouring it. I'm spreading it i'm you know whatever uh, so it, it shouldn't be different just because it's this i mean if that's if this is what you're gonna do you gotta be hands-on you gotta be in the office you, know? <laughs> you got like, to be you yeah you be. do you do surely do. no one will ever care about your business as much as you do yeah, yeah. oh that, that's, that's a fact it's a fact that's a fact so you can't get out of that right i mean if you're gonna sign up with you know management company a and say yeah hey, i'm gonna give you 10 percent well, <laughs> what's their incentive to do anything more than the bare minimum? Yeah. Not True. a whole lot. You know, True. not a whole lot. No, I think I think you're definitely on the right path at that though, Nate. Yeah, but like said though, like you were saying, you gotta you gotta everybody always says you gotta get to a certain number yep. before the numbers, like you said, your cousin, he looked yeah. at him and said, Oh well, wait a minute, I can even save money and get yeah. better by doing it. Let me jump ship and go over here and do that. Yeah. And once you get there, once you get like, you know, I am guaranteed you're gonna hit your goals. So yeah. once you get there, you'll be able to do all that, you know. Yeah. You're definitely gonna hit them. You're already on the way. You you've got the vision, you got the push, you got yeah, the drive, you're just gonna up, keep yeah. going. Yeah. yeah. That that's a cool story, Nate. no seriously it's it's a good story how you got started yeah that's great it's great well guys i'll tell you what this one here is just about ready to wrap up but you've been listening to the michigan real estate investor network podcast let's call it the network to subscribe to the show go to www.michiganreinetwork.com where you can have the show sent right to your inbox subscribe on itunes or your favorite podcast app If you'd like to be on a future show, there's a link on the site to submit your info. The network is 100% focused on the Michigan real estate investing community. Whether you're brand new or a grizzled vet, we want you to be a part and share the love. 